All right, and welcome to another episode of Jeff Reads Wikipedia. Hello, my name is Jeff, who reads Wikipedia, and today I'm going to take you on a very, very strange journey through the annals of Wikipedia. Yeah, we like to do deep dives on the most bizarre, weird, quirky sort of side of Wikipedia that um, you may not know exists, but it surely does. And um, today we have uh, a, a doozy, a, a real doozy of, a, of an article. But before I get there, if you enjoy this content, if you want to support the channel, please, please, please hit the subscribe button. Give this video a like, uh, leave a comment. These things really help drive up the algorithm. They uh, support me in ways you can't possibly imagine. So if you appreciate this content, if you're grateful for this content um, and, and you know uh, you want to contribute without spending a dime, a penny, uh, a hay penny, a farthing, uh, simply do one of those things. Like, subscribe, comment. Um, especially if there's a if there's a Wikipedia topic that you want me to talk about, or if you know some weird Wikipedia topic, just leave it in the comments. Say, Jeff, please read about this, and I will give you my wacky, colorful commentary on the situation. So it's the month of October, and uh, I know things are a little bit different than you know normal in terms of you know doing Halloweeny sort of stuff. I live up in Westchester, New York. Uh, I'm about five minutes away from the, the town of Sleepy Hollow, uh, which is a favorite destination of mine. And um, Sleepy Hollow is known for a headless gentleman, the Headless Horseman, uh, a story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, written by Washington Irving, uh, a timeless American classic, uh, a Halloween staple, something that really makes me feel the, the month, the season, the fall, which I love so much. Um, and I figured in spirit of, of October and that season, instead of reading about the Headless Horseman, let's read instead about the Headless Chicken. What? Yeah, that's right. Mike, the Headless Chicken. This, is, this story is bananas. Ready? Let me tell you a little bit about Mike. Mike, the Headless Chicken, who was born on April 20th, 1945, and died on March 17th, 1947. That chicken, he lived for, uh, well, actually, that's interesting. He died on March 17th, 1947. But is that really when he died? Uh, more, more to that in a, in a moment. He was a, um, a Wyan uh, Doty chicken. That's me probably mispronouncing that, which is an American breed of chicken developed in the 1870s. It was named for the indigenous Wyandotte people of North America. The Wyandotte is a dual purpose breed kept for its brown eggs and its yellow skinned meat. It is a popular showbird and has many color variants. That's the type of chicken that Mike was. Um, and so Mike lived for 18 months after his head had been cut off. So this was not the ghost of a chicken. It wasn't like the Sleepy Hollow Headless Horseman, who, who is a, a, a phantom, a, a specter, if you will, haunting the woods, uh, daring to take anybody's head who crosses its path. This was a chicken. It was simply a farm chicken who had his head cut off and continued to keep on living. For 18 months, walking around. Ready? Let's read. So our story begins with the beheading. Okay, so this is interesting. So the so so Mike was born on April 20th, 1945, but he had his head cut off on September 10th, 1945. So this chicken who was around from let's see here, uh May 
June, July, August. So like three, four months, right? Four months, something like that. Sorry, I was, <laughs> wasn't counting my fingers when I was doing that. It's so embarrassing. Um, so he's only been, he was only alive, alive for, for, you know, four months. I guess he was still alive even afterwards. But my point is, is that, that his two year lifespan is 18 months. He was alive longer without a head than he was alive with a head. Think about that. Mike was alive longer without a head than with a head. That would be like, I'm 35. I'm about to be 35 in November. It'd be like, you chopped off my head. And then I lived for like a couple hundred years. <laughs> no, wow. I'm so bad at math. No, like, let's like really do the math there. So 18 months, he lived for three to four months. Uh, 18 goes into four, about four times. So four times as long, four times 35 is about uh, 140 years. So that would mean at 35 years old, I would live for a hundred. So in total, I would walk the earth for about 175 years, approximately doing really quick math in my head. I, math was never my subject. I, math was the redheaded stepchild uh, of, of, of my subjects in school. That's no offense to any people with red hair there. It's just a, it's a pejorative euphemism expression, colloquialism that probably uh, offends somebody somewhere. Um, but I am all for progressive ideas. In any case, all that being said, that would be like me losing my head at 35 and then living to the age of 175, right? Weird. With like 140 years without a head. So, so on September 10th in 1945, farmer Lloyd Olson of Fruta, Colorado, was planning to eat supper with his mother-in-law and was sent out to the yard by his wife to bring back a chicken. Olson chose a five, sorry. <laughs> Wow, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to count fingers. It was five and a half month old chicken named Mike. So they named the chickens, even they're going to eat them. I think I'm going to eat Mike today. It's like you, you name all your food. What are you, a serial killer? You're going to give names to everything? I mean, what are you, Jeffrey Dahmer? It's crazy. Um, So <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? I think we're going to eat Mike today. Let's go eat. Let's go for Mike. So um, they put Mike's head on the chopping block. Axe comes down, chops off Mike's head. The axe removed the bulk of the head, but missed the jugular vein, leaving one ear and most of the brain stem intact. Okay, what's even more? So let's look at the brain stem. The brain stem is the posterior part of the brain, continuous with the spinal cord. In the human brain, the brain stem is composed of the midbrain, the pons, and the medulla oblongata. So the medulla oblongata, like if you ever watch, you ever see Dawn of the Dead, you know, um, they talk about how like the core of the brain isn't rot, isn't rotted out. Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Logan Frankenstein, he talks about how that, that piece of the brain remains intact. And that's the medulla oblongata, which is all like our primordial instincts. This is the lizard brain, all of the base survivalist functions when you're, when, when, if you're, if you're trying to, okay, very serious, somber, how do I, okay. If somebody is drowning of their own will, meaning that they are intent and purposely drowning. And if you are thinking about purposely drowning yourself, please reach out, call a hotline, um, reach out to me. I'll talk you down from the ledge. I'm super serious. Look, Sunglasses off. Super serious about that. I just don't want to make light of that at all. I'm just saying this for the sake of example. When people do intentionally try and 
end it all in those sorts of ways, even though they consciously want to end it all, their bodies do not allow them to. That's the medulla oblongata fighting with every survival instinct to overcome what is killing the body. And so that's kind of like what that medulla, that's like the, the lizard brain, the, the, the primordial brain, the brain of life and survival, right? So um, that part of the brainstem in Mike's neck or whatever, it's like connects your neck to your head or whatever, especially on a chicken, remained intact, including an ear. And what's funny is, I guess this doesn't count because Mike technically didn't die when the, when, the, when, the head, when the thing came down and chopped off his head, but he certainly couldn't think anymore. He couldn't see. He couldn't taste. He couldn't uh, cluck. You know, most of his senses were gone, but he could still hear. And when you die, supposedly, or as you're dying, supposedly, you're, the last thing to go is your hearing, supposedly, from, from, from all, from what is said, um, which I find fascinating. So Mike could hear, along with having his brainstem intact, due to Olson's failed attempt to behead Mike the chicken, he was still able, the chicken was, the chicken was still able to balance on a perch and walk, walk clumsily. He attempted to preen, Peck for food. What is preen? What does preen mean? Let's look that up. Preen. Straighten and clean its feathers with its beak. Right. So it's like uh, grooming. Grooming one's feathers. He attempted to preen, peck for food, and crow, though with limited success. Okay, so I guess he could crow or cluck. He was His crowing consisted of a gargling sound made in his throat. That is terrible. When Mike did not die, Olsen instead decided to care for the bird. So how funny is it that you raise a bird for slaughter and then when the bird doesn't die, instead of for its intended purpose of eating the bird, because you because it's like pseudo dead or pseudo whatever the state you want to call it is a, a living death. I guess it's a vegetative death of some kind. Um, now you care for the thing after you cut its head off. Hilarious. I, I, not hilarious, but I don't know. It's weird. He fed it a mixture of milk and water via an eyedropper and gave it small grains of corn and worms. That sounds like a living hell to me, personally. I guess if I don't know how much cognitive thought or consciousness chickens possess, I'm sure that is up for hot debate. If anybody knows, please like uh, enlighten me. I would love to know more about that. But I would imagine, I would imagine that, <laughs> you know, like it still is some form of living hell. So so not only did Olsen try to chop this chicken's head off, but now it's keeping it alive in this purgatory state that must be uh, incredibly painful on some level for any living creature, uh, no matter how much intelligence it may or may not have or consciousness it may or may not have. Fame. Once his fame had been established, because, because Olsen was like, hey, looks like we're not going to eat Mike the chicken. Instead, Mike the chicken could possibly make me a lot of money. So you know what? I am going to exploit this this maimed freak show of a bird. Um, once his fame had been established, Mike began a career of touring sideshows in the company of such other anomalies as a two-headed baby. <clears throat> he was fo also photographed for dozens of magazines and papers and was featured in Time and Life magazine. Hold on, I'm gonna, probably going to need to go a little bit deeper into this topic. So you might leave the Wikipedia pool. Um, Mike was put on display to the public for an admission cost of 25 cents. 
Now, I don't know what 25 cents is in 1945 dollars. Let's see. How much is 25 cents? Cents in 1945 let's find out shall we um okay so it's three dollars and 61 cents so for the cost of three dollars and 61 cents in today's dollars you can go and and view mike the headless chicken at the height of his popularity check this out all right this is a crazy number at the height of his popularity mike the headless chicken uh was earning for the olsons four thousand five hundred dollars per month equivalent to fifty one thousand five hundred and twenty nine dollars in 2019 mike was va valued at ten thousand dollars equal to hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in 2019 that is insane so for 18 months let's see here let's do let's do that math now 18 months times forty five hundred it's $81,000 and then $81,000 in 1945 is, let's see here. Let's find out with this inflation, $1,169,376. That's how much they made seven figures over the course of 18 months with a headless chicken. That is that is crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. Lloyd Olson really, really knew how to market a headless chicken. Death. True death. So it's like, what kind of death is this? I think that in a way, he died on September 10th, 1945. But at the same time, I don't know, whatever. In any case, in March of 1947, at a motel in Phoenix on a stopover while traveling back from tour, Mike started choking in the middle of the night. He had managed to get a kernel of corn stuck in his throat. The Olsons had inadvertently left their feeding and cleaning syringes at the sideshow the day before, so they were unable to save Mike. Olson claimed that he had sold the bird off, resulting in stories of Mike still touring the country as late as 1949. So he didn't even admit. So he didn't even admit that the bird had died. He said, oh, no, I sold off the bird. And so people thought the that he was still touring in 19. Or maybe he he taxidermied him and said, oh, yeah, Mike's sleeping. And he just was touring the country as a taxidermy bird. Other sources say that the chicken's severed trachea could not properly take could not properly taken enough air to be able to breathe and therefore it choked to death in the motel explanation of the case so before we get to the explanation of the case here's my question your bird dies your bird chokes i mean the whole thing is a frankenstein freak show of you know incredible proportions to begin with but you would think if you're making over if you've made a million dollars over a million dollars in 18 months wouldn't you try and replicate the situation? Why not replicate the incident? You know, like the way I, and I guess you could say, well, Jeff, they tried to replicate the super serum for uh, a super serum formula um, in order to make more Captain Americas. And they could not, the, the original formula died with its creator and Steve Rogers is the only super soldier we truly have. Well, perhaps it simply was too hard or perhaps 
my, um, Olsen didn't realize why Mike was still alive. Maybe he didn't understand that the brainstem was still intact. Who knows? But um, everything in the brainstem was enough to keep that chicken's body going. I mean, that just blows my mind. But you would think that with a million dollars in the bank and, and obviously the, the, the thirsty greed for, for money and exploitation at an all-time high, the fever that must have overtaken the Olsons, you would think that he would try to replicate that accident and make more birds and just go, oh, here, here's Mike again, you know, uh, explanation of the case. It was determined that the ax had missed the jugular vein and a clot. So it was a clot. What is a clot? A clot is like when blood well, here, let's read it. A thrombus co colloquially called a blood clot is the final product of blood coagulation um, of the, sorry, it's the final product of the blood coagulation step in hematosis. There are two components to a thrombus, uh, agitated platelets and red blood cells that form a plug and a mesh of cross-linking fi fibrin protein. I literally, like my hair stands up on the back of my head thinking of what a blood clot does to people. A, a clot, a blood clot had prevented Mike from bleeding to death. So that's why he was able to survive with most of his head severed up although most of his although most of his head was severed most okay so not all the brainstem but most of the brainstem and one ear were left on his body since basic functions breathing heart rate etc as well as most of a chicken's reflex actions are controlled by the brainstem mike was able to remain quite healthy this is a good example of central motor generators enabling basic homeostatic which i believe is like you know life life functions let's see in biology homeostasis is a state of steady internal physical and chemical conditions maintained right maintained by the living systems this is the condition of optimal functioning for the organism and includes many variables such as body temperature and fluid balance being kept with certain preset limits uh funk so so basic homeostatic um, functions were able to be carried out in the absence of higher brain centers. In addition, birds possess a secondary balanced organ in the pelvic region. So in, I've heard this before. I've heard that it's in the stomach for other animals. There's a second brain, essentially. But here they're calling it a second balance organ. I, I'm sure it's a similar thing. You know, they call your stomach the brain of the of the stomach, or they call your gut the brain, the second brain of the body, or the brain of the body, um, because your 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 it can it can influence what you eat. The bacteria in your gut. So if you eat a lot of sugar, all the bacteria eating, or sorry, all the sugar eating bacteria are going to send hormones and chemicals or whatever to your brain to eat more. Same thing if you eat leafy green vegetables. That's why they say probiotics are super important. Um, so basically there's a secondary balance organ in the pelvic region of chickens. It's called the lumbosacral organ. The vest vestibular system in vertebrates is part of the inner ear in most mammals. So, okay, sorry. All right. So I was wrong about everything I just said. It's not the second brain, but it's the equivalent. You know how you like your ears? Yeah. Your ears make you give, help you with balance and stuff. And, um, so that's what that is. So that's us for us in mammals. That's where it is in birds. Um, it, it provides the leading contribution to the sense of balance and spatial orientation for the purpose of coordinating movement with balance. So the 
Um, and that's why people also suffer from vertigo, I think. Together with the... Huh. Um, so that controls walking uh, locomotion virtually independently from the vestibular organ involved in flight. So basically, the independent system for balance remained intact in the chicken as well, along with the brainstem. And this allows all that stuff to work together. This has been used to explain how a headless chicken can walk and balance despite the destruction of much of the cranial vestibular system. Vestibular system, invertebrates, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legacy. Mike, the headless chicken, is now a cultural institution in Fruta, Colorado, with an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day, the third weekend of May, starting in 1999. Events held, including the 5K run like a headless chicken race, egg toss, pin the head on the chicken and the chicken cluck off and chicken bingo in which chicken droppings on a numbered grid, choose the number. So they put chickens in a numbered grid, you know, on the ground or whatever. And wherever the chickens defecate that that's how they play the bingo. That's hilarious. Um, Mike, the headless chicken was the inspiration for the poultry themed comedy punk band, the radioactive chicken heads. I did not know that serving as the subject of their 2008 song, headless Mike, for which a music video was filmed. The band also features a headless Mike puppet, which is frequently used in their live shows. How about that? So now let's take a look at what, what Mike the Headless Chicken actually looked like. There he is. There's, there's our chicken. There's our little clucker. Look at this guy. Look at that, man. That's his, that's his head, and that's chicken. As you see here, up there, that's where that remained intact. Here you go, man. Look at that guy. Look at him. Isn't that crazy? Let's see. Let's turn our large images. Here we are. So that's how they feed him right there. There's the eyedropper going into uh, the gullet, right? And he just hung out doing nothing, I guess. Here's who's that? Promoter Hope Wade holds the headless chicken. Wow. Million dollars. Look at this. Here's a painting. Made a million dollars off this chicken. Look at that. I guess he was stuffed. Oh, no, he was not stuffed. It's so insane to me. Is this another one? I guess there was another headless chicken. Look at that. Miracle Mike. The head, or maybe that's just a bird grooming itself and they're using it as an example. Look, Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. June 2nd and 3rd, 2017. Fruta, Colorado. How about that? You got t-shirts. I mean, you can endlessly franchise. He is, in Fruta, Colorado, he is the headless horseman. He's the headless chicken man. How about that? Um, okay, I guess that's it. So this has been another episode. Um, if you like this content, please, again, like this video, hit the subscribe button, uh, leave a comment with whatever topic you want me to cover next. Please make it weird, bizarre, and crazy. Must be on Wikipedia. That's the whole idea because it's just me. It's, it's just me, I, Jeff, who reads Wikipedia, reading Wikipedia articles with my wacky, colorful commentary. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace and hair grease.